You are listening to the Family Business Podcast, the podcast aimed at delivering insights to help your family business thrive. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and each week I'll be bringing you interviews from family businesses and their advisors from all over the world. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's show. Slightly different format this week in that I am flying solo. And the reason being is I'm going to be talking about financial independence. That is what I do for a day job. So um, no guests this week, just me um, chatting about uh, what financial independence is, why I think it's important, and some of the steps that you can be taking now to help yourself get to that point of financial independence which is an element of succession planning that I think is um, quite often overlooked. So I'm going to be chatting about that uh, a bit later on. Before I get into that, though, um, for for those listeners who are listening to this in the UK uh, this week, we are obviously in the grip of uh, the beast from the east. Um, So if you are snowed in, then uh, I hope you're keeping warm. Um, and uh, you're obviously spending your time well because you're listening to this. Um, For those who are listening outside the UK who who aren't familiar with what's happening here at the moment, we've basically got a little bit of snow. And what that tends to mean in the UK is, firstly, we talk about it a lot. Um, Secondly, we go to the supermarkets and buy about seven or eight months' worth of food, despite the fact that it's probably all going to be gone in two days' time and we shut down our public transport system because it just can't cope with any form of snowfall. So if you are listening outside the UK, if you could send us your thoughts uh, and prayers at this time, that would be appreciated. For those in the UK, uh, keep calm and carry on. Um, Another thing I wanted to just cover, uh, which you may have seen if you follow us on social media, is the fact that we have recently passed 10,000 downloads of the show, which when we started this back in July, we didn't really have any expectations as to download numbers. We just wanted to put something out that we thought would be useful. And I know in the grand scheme of things, 10,000 downloads is not um, groundbreaking in terms of of podcast numbers. But for us, it is at least a um, a reassurance that there are people out there that are listening and uh, are appreciating what it is that we do. So thank you to everybody who has listened. Thank you to everybody who has shared the podcast. Um, And especially thank you to those who are leaving reviews on iTunes. Uh, It does help us be discovered by other people. If you are enjoying the show and you haven't left a review, please head over to iTunes. Um, If you select the show and then hit ratings and reviews, you can leave your own review in there. It would be very much appreciated. It does help. Um, So now to get on with the show, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about financial independence, but it's probably worthwhile me just giving you a bit of background as to um, why I'm qualified to talk about that. Um, In previous shows, you'll obviously recognize a voice if you've been listening because uh, I'm the host of the show. But normally I interview people rather than talk about what it is that I do. Um, But given the subject matter, it makes sense that I'm talking about it. And my background is that I am a chartered financial planner. I work with a firm called Proposito Financial Planning based in Wiltshire, although I'm based down in Somerset. And 
We work with family businesses to help them create financial independence. And as I say, we'll get into the detail of what that means a little later in the show. Um, but essentially, it's part of the journey to a successful succession plan. Um, it forms part of it. It's not necessarily something you immediately think of as being essential when it comes to succession planning, but it is something we think is really important. And um, I've been doing that for um, probably close to 15 years with, with various firms. I've typically worked in the financial planning arms of um, regional, national and international accountancy firms. So I've got a broad depth of knowledge in terms of the um, size and types of businesses that I work with. And uh, a fun fact, if there is such a thing when it comes to financial services, is that uh, I was on the panel for national lottery winners. Um, so when they got the call from Camelot to say, yes, you have won the jackpot, they were offered a meeting with a financial planner. And I was one of those financial planners that was fortunate enough to go and see those people, um, often with life-changing amounts of money coming their way. Um, to be honest, some of them have already spent it. Um, they'd quit their jobs, spent all the money and um, didn't really appreciate me saying, well, what are you going to do next week? Um, and others were petrified of spending the money and just kept it in the bank. Um, I don't know which view you think is best, but, but we got those and um, everything in between. So that's a little bit of background about me. What might also be quite useful, while I've got um, exclusivity over the microphone, is just to give you a bit of background as to how the podcast actually came about. Because um, if you've been listening uh, since the beginning, we're now 30 episodes in. Um, and as I say, when we started, we had no real expectation as to, to what it would look like or, or um, how well it would do uh, if anyone would listen at all. Um, but the, the team behind the podcast is myself as the host, so you hear from me the most. Um, but behind the scenes, um, and very often featured on podcasts are people um, that, that have been very supportive and, and been working with me on it uh, since the beginning are um, John Tucker, who is a family business consultant and uh, the president of the International Centre for Families in Business, along with the chairman of that organisation, Nick Smith, who is also a family business consultant. And then Emma Runch, who is a lawyer with Mitchell Moores, but also very heavily involved in uh, the International Centre for Families in Business, or ICFIB. And I met them during um, uh, an interview stage of uh, writing a book, uh, which is shortly going to be um, released, which focuses on some of the emotional aspects around succession planning. And I interviewed quite a few people, um, John and Emma being um, two of them. They later introduced me to Nick and we got chatting and thought actually the conversations that we're having, the topics that need to be discussed are something we can cover in a podcast. So why not do a podcast? Uh, and so we did. Uh, and here we are, 30 episodes um, and it's actually nearly 13,000 downloads um, now. Um, Later, we are um, hopefully going to be around for a very long time. There is a separate project that we're working on at the moment with a website, which we'll be able to give you some more information on uh, in a few weeks' time. Um, but that's a kind of background to the um, podcast. You can find out more about that anyway at fanbizpodcast.com. Um, but without further ado, 
let's get into what we're going to be talking about in the show. Um, it is financial independence. So to give some definition around what that means, it's effectively the point in time when you are no longer financially dependent on your business in order to fund your desired lifestyle. So you could argue that people would say, well, is, is that not retirement? And the answer to that is no. So financial independence is just the point in time where you no longer need to work for the business in order to fund your lifestyle. So you've created sufficient wealth outside of the business that you can turn your income or revenue off from the business and not have to worry about taking another penny from it and still maintain your standard of living without the worry of running out of money. Um, that often coincides with retirement, and we'll get onto the definition of retirement a bit later on as well, but, but the two are not um, mutually exclusive. So you can reach financial independence and continue to work in the business. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's no rules around that. It is simply um, having that level of financial independence. And why we think it's important is it removes one of the barriers to succession planning. And one of the things we often hear when we're talking to business owners who perhaps are looking at their succession plan is I can't afford to not work in the business. And oftentimes we show them they can. Um, it can be seen as an excuse, but sometimes it is, there is a genuine reliance, particularly when it comes to founders of the business who have perhaps plowed their money back into the business to invest it, to grow it, to get it to where it is today, haven't perhaps paid enough of attention to creating that financial independence and wealth away from the business. So it is a barrier to succession, and it's one that we can help to remove through some fairly simple and straightforward financial planning. Um, so if we look at the barriers of succession, we, we discussed last week with um, Dr. Ali Taylor about some of the character traits that are apparent within entrepreneurs and business owners that are natural barriers to succession. Um, if you haven't listened to that show, after you finish this one, go back and, and have a listen. It's a fascinating chat with um, Dr. Taylor. Um, she's written a PhD dissertation on it, which is available in the show notes for that show. And it kind of delves deeper into some of the emotional and psychological issues that um, are apparent within family businesses that can restrict succession planning. So if you, if you imagine you've got the um, governance issues, so you've got how the family operate, how the business operates, you've got the psychological issues that can happen within um, business owners, you've perhaps got concerns over the next gen, are they at the right point in their careers where they can take on the business, do they want to take on the business, do they have the right skills to take on the business, um, you've got other fears and concerns in the background where you know there's a fear that passing on the business will mean that it then fails or um, in fact sometimes there can be a fear that the business might do better um, without the founder in it uh, and all of those issues are, are flying around when it comes to succession planning uh, and so I'm not suggesting that financial independence is the key to succession planning but it's often the one that gets overlooked because all of these other issues tend to take a precedent. So if you're looking and considering your succession planning, one of the things I would suggest is that you look at the point in time where you can become financially independent. And one of the ways that you can look to do that 
is to try and imagine what your life would be like if you weren't working in the business or if you had a role within the business that fulfilled your uh, psychological needs that, that Dr. Ali covered last week. If you've got a role that covers that, so some people go to a chairman role, some people go to a chief exec role where they're doing two or three days within the business, but they then have other activities that they're doing outside the business that give them um, a sense of identity and purpose beyond the business. If, if you can imagine that and write that down uh, and then start to put some cost to that lifestyle, that's a starting point for trying to create some financial independence. It's all very well if you've had a good year, um, an accountant or um, financial advisor saying to you, well, let's make a pension contribution because that is generally a, a relatively efficient way of um, removing funds from a business in a, in a tax efficient way. But if it's got no purpose behind it, it's kind of being done blindly. It's the tax benefits leading the decision to make that contribution rather than actually giving that money a job to do in the future. So the starting point really is to understand what it is that you're trying to achieve with your life outside the business. And as I say, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It's not a get to age 65, get your carriage clock, or a party in the office at uh, five o'clock on a Friday, Monday morning rolls around and you've got nothing to do. That doesn't happen generally because of the entrepreneurial mindset of people who have established businesses just won't allow them to do that. But it does mean that you take the reliance off the business for funding your lifestyle. And that frees up some money within the business to help nurture the next gen or a management team into the business at that time. So there's lots of advantages to um, creating that financial independence. And one of those is obviously that it takes the pressure off the business and um, forces you to think, what can I do with my time? The other foundation point in terms of financial independence is, again, probably one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to business owners, and that's protection. So life cover, income protection, key man insurance, etc., and key person insurance, etc. And so it's really important to understand what the implications would be if you were to suffer a, a critical illness or if you were to pass away, what impact would that have on the business? What impact would that have on the family? And then talk to somebody about getting some protection put in place that would at least take some of the financial strain away from that particularly difficult time. It's perhaps not as expensive as you think it would be. Um, so if you go and speak to a financial planner, they will be able to have a look at what the most suitable type of cover is for you and what the um, cost would be um, for that. And then you know at least if the worst were to happen that the business and the family could survive from a, a financial perspective. Linked to that obviously is making sure you have a will in place. It is not uncommon for us to come across people who have that on their to-do list. Death is not something that we particularly like talking about. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we love talking about the weather, but there are certain taboos that we don't talk about. 
One of those seems to be death and one of those seems to be money. Um, when it comes to succession planning, those are two of the most important things to consider or, or even just within general business planning. So d don't be afraid to talk about it. And, and the peace of mind that comes from having that all sorted out, it far outweighs some of the awkward discussions around who gets what and um, what have you. So having sorted out um, your protection issues and what would happen in the event of you dying or suffering from a um, critical illness, you can then start to look at building some funds and some wealth outside of the business. There's various ways you can do that. I won't go into the nitty gritty of that now, um, purely in the interest of your own sanity because it involves pensions and investments. They aren't the most exciting thing in the world, but they do do a job for you. They are tools that you can use in order to create the financial independence that you need to start making that step away from the business. Um, we're often asked by business owners when they reach financial independence. When will they know they have got there? And the answer to that is you don't necessarily always know 100%. You can have a pretty good idea. We don't know what the future is going to hold, but if you're using a financial forecast, so a cash flow forecast, in the same way as you would with a um, business, it gives you a good idea of the number you need to have in terms of wealth in order to reach that financial independence. And then um, the, the fun really begins because, it, as I say, it's only one element of the succession planning. What's perhaps also key is the emotional independence that needs to be achieved in order to successfully move on from the business. In our experience, there's differences. So some people are fine. They can reach a point. They can walk away from the business. They've created their financial independence. They can go off and live the life they want to, to go and live and don't necessarily have to be involved in the business um, in, in any respect in, in some cases or with much of a role in, in others. But there are obviously other people who um, continue to, dare I use the phrase, hang around the business despite having achieved financial independence and being given a role perhaps as chairperson or CEO or um, whatever title you want to give to um, continue the involvement in the business but, but effectively reduce the involvement. Um, and that comes down to the other important element that we work on with people, which is their emotional independence. So what are the things you're going to do with your time that replaces the enjoyment and fulfillment you get from the business? And again, it doesn't have to be done in its entirety. It's just something where you can perhaps look at it three or four days a week to say, what am I going to do with my time to retain that sense of purpose, retain the fulfillment that you need from those character traits we talked about with um, Dr. Ali Taylor last week. And some of the examples that we have from people is that they go into mentoring, they go into teaching, they go into coaching, they go into um, investing in smaller businesses, um, startup businesses to, to be able to provide the benefit of those uh, years of experience in their own business to, to replace that sense of purpose that the business delivered to them. So if you're listening to this and thinking, yes, I know it's time to perhaps move on from uh, the business in whatever form is right for you and the business, but you don't know what you would want to do, 
consider what roles would allow you to retain that sense of purpose and identity that the business gives you, allows you to um, retain that entrepreneurial spirit and freedom that you, you thrived on within the business. And then consider ways you might want to replace that in a new venture. Um, it doesn't have to be you setting up a business, but, but just going to help kids at a local college who are looking to, to set up their first business as they leave and just need a mentor or somebody to talk to. Um, that might give you the full framework that you need on that basis. So th there's a, an awful lot that goes along with financial independence. It's not an isolated um, subject. It's not something where you can say, I'm now financially independent, succession is a breeze, because as I say, there's all the issues around the technical aspects of uh, succession. There's all the issues around the emotional aspects of succession. And, and this forms, if you like, a three-circle model, which we've covered in previous shows, but this three-circle model is the, the financial, the technical, and the emotional elements of succession planning. And financial independence ticks one of those boxes. The emotional independence ticks another one of those boxes, but you've still got to get to the technical aspects of who's going to take on your role, who's going to deliver what you deliver within the business, how long is that going to take. So there's quite a lot of planning that needs to be done around that. And uh, I'm not sure whether that's cheered you up or depressed you, but financial independence is something that can be started very, very quickly, very easily. Um, you just need to work out what it is that you're going to be doing once you left the business or moved into a different role and then talk to a financial planner about how you go about creating that financial independence. So that's probably enough of me rambling um, this week. Next week we have um, a couple of specials actually. We have um, International Women's Day on Thursday next week. So we're releasing a special podcast linked to that. We also have um, a Family Business United conference next week in London. Um, we have people coming from all over the world to that. So I'm going to be live interviewing people during that um, conference and then hopefully um, getting the podcast released the following day if I can get um, all the recordings over to the chap who produces the show. And so there'll be two podcasts next week. Um, the video, if you're waiting for the video on YouTube, may come on the Friday afternoon rather than Friday morning, given logistics next week. But hopefully two podcasts that uh, one focusing on the International Women's Day, the other uh, a live podcast from the uh, Family Business United conference. So once again, thank you for listening. Um, normal service resume next week. I'll be interviewing, so it won't be quite so um, rambly, but uh, hopefully there's been something useful in there for you. Um, and uh, as I say, if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review, that would be fantastic. And uh, I'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. That's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to leave us a review, please feel free to do so on iTunes. If you want to get in touch, you can find out more information at www.fambizpodcast.com. We'll see you again soon.